Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. I hope you enjoyed January. We went through some different rhythms of things we want to bring into our lives this year. And then with Jamie Ivey last week of just kind of going through like, okay, what do we do with all these rhythms? And what does it look like to really make those changes? And how do we say yes? And how do we say no? So, oh man, I thought that was a really fun way to kick off the year. And today we are bringing in one of my very favorites, a dude I just cannot get enough of that you are going to laugh and think and enjoy so much. He actually is the music in the background of every episode this season. It is my buddy Dave Barnes. His new album comes out this week and it is, uh, it's just super good. I have been listening to it a lot. So I really love it. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with old podcast favorite, Mr. Dave Barnes. Well, Mr. Barnes. This really feels like a deposition. It is. That's the part we didn't tell you ahead of time. I've got a list of questions. There's Popo lined up from outside. all your yeah. For starters, they're there because you called them that. They just Popo. showed up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anybody who calls the them pigs, that is the a, hogs. Is a criminal. Have they ever been called the hogs? I don't think so. You know the hogs Have here. Have they ever been called hogs? The would be like really rough police, like the rough pigs. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us all why you keep touching the things on the walls. I don't know. Have you I never feel like been this in a room is like a uh, this is not just a auditory experience. It's a um, it's a tactile experience. It can this be. Box. It can be. This for sort sure of feels you, like this be. would like in therapy if they were like, "Where's your safe place?" It uh-huh. would not be this box for uh-huh. me. No, why? Because because the, the walls are there's too much to do. It's too quiet and it's too still. Does your therapist ask you for where your safe place is? Is no, that a thing? No. Oh, I was like, my Jennifer's never asked me that. Yeah, the best ones always do. <laughs> <laughs> Which means neither of us. Neither of us. Yeah, we're going to terrible therapists. <laughs> terrible I, um, therapist actually sounds like a really good uh, South by Southwest band. That should be the podcast you start. Oh terrible therapists. Just bring them on. <laughs> and I give you terrible advice that I <laughs> think right. is great. That's right. That's right. So you've been on a run of being on podcasts lately. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? I love it. Yeah. It, which is, I think, to me, the saddest part. That's Why? Because like, <laughs> like I was telling you earlier, all of them have to divide my podcasts your into two. Into yeah, because I was saying to you, this is your third episode, but it's because the first one I split in half. Yeah. Based on time. Again, because like chatty Kathy over here. Yeah. Well, I don't cut them in half anymore. Now we just go for it. Take it. So I'm wondering if you're our most known, our most episodic guest because, no, I think you're tied with Eddie Koffeltz because Eddie has three shows in the Christmas show and now you'll have three shows, not the Christmas show. He has three shows of his own and the summer Mm. and you'll have so now y'all's battle royale continues this is like alec baldwin and steve martin on (laughs) snl oh are they that close for the most host i think yeah i think alec baldwin has the most i think but i think he and somebody it's either steve martin i do like that jacket they get when they've done five yes is that a goal you have like in your in a room of your brain that you don't like to go to very often is there this little goal sitting there to host snl no. 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 You don't want to. Not to host it. I would have, I think, you know, if I could come back and live like three or four lives, I think one of them I would have, I would have maybe like chased down the comedy thing, uh-huh. you know, like, like uh-huh. that route of it. Like the, you know, not the stand up 
part of it as much as like the you know the writing and writing the and, acting. and acting and movies mm-hmm. and and whatever. So it's not the hosting as much as though I, that would be. I would love that. I would mm-hmm. love that. But I think being on the show would have just like getting to do a bunch of characters and yeah. But you know, honestly, it's just so dirty. It is yeah. so dirty. Yeah. I just don't know how I would hang in that in that scene. I usually can hang pretty well and laugh and enjoy the first half. Yeah. But the stuff that they kick up after Weekend Update, I'm usually like, oh, okay, know, there are different rules. And then we I'm have a Mando, front half of a show and a back half of the it. show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Did you see last week that a guy said the F word live in the first yes. skit? Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, they, that's a nice little chunk of change going towards some oh, right. somewhere. <laughs> right. Um, NBC's paying something to oh, somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, found yeah. I, I like watching it for a couple of reasons. I like watching SNL, but I really like Weekend Update because I feel like they are able to say things that other people can't say mm. because they're masking it with comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing, too, that is so tricky about that, that I think, you know, people actually ask me that a good bit. Like, you know, if I want you to be on SNL, but you can be on SNL. The thing that is. You're tr- like, Downs, quit asking I'm like, that. oh, my God. Is, I mean, are people ever going to give me a break? Okay. <laughs> and the choir sings. And the, yeah. <laughs> no, I think like, I think for me, the thing that's so fascinating, it's like any career where people say, you know what you should do? is you should have played baseball, you should have whatever, sung mm-hmm. or written mm-hmm. songs, you've been mm-hmm. a comedian. The difference in those things, though, is, is when they turn into jobs because that's, you know, you become a professional at this thing. And I just can't imagine, like, it may be fun, but, like, sitting in the idea room for SNL every oh. week having to be funny. And, you know, comedy, that kind of comedy is especially tricky because, like, your spitballing is supposed to be funny. Yeah. And people aren't sitting there tr- thinking if it's funny. They're just going... Is, is that working? Mm-hmm. And so I can't imagine how humbling that would be to be like, okay, the, so the character's called Mr. Funny Face. And he yeah. walks on and everybody's just like <laughs> super uninterested, like clicking through Instagram, 15 people, imagine? probably the funniest people you know sit in a room. And you're like, and his voice is like this. When he comes in, hey, Mr. Funny Face. And everybody's like, that's pretty funny, man. And you're like, but for They're real? like, go write it. And you're like, no, I need you to give yeah, me something. Yeah, like give me something. Yeah. So I think that would be... That'd be tough. Yeah, I just think like so anything, too. just like you know, oh, you play the guitar well, yeah, but can you play the guitar five days a week in a studio where somebody's sitting at sitting there going, "Here, you've heard the song once. Let's record it and move right. on to the next song." Right. You know, it's the same thing. Right. So I think that those part are called of it, studio musicians. Yeah, no. not Nashville people. Nashville pro. Yeah, yeah, for sure, Nashville pro. So I think that's always sort of like the great equalizer for me is I think mm-hmm. being old enough to kind of go, yeah, but it, you know, that's real. That's a yeah. that's a job. And That's I, and real seven of you to go. If I had three more lives, yeah, here are I, the other things I, was I would do. I going to go like double digits. But I was like, oh. I don't want to live that many lives. Yeah, I think that a lot of, it's not even at this point, like if I could do something else, I would. It's like, if I was 27 again, yeah, or if I was 23 again, mm-hmm. I would move to New York and have eight roommates yeah. and live in a tiny place yeah. and go after this, this, But you this. know, so, so this is the thing though. I think like one of my favorite quotes of all, of all time, of all time, and I use this all the time in my reasoning or making decisions. Yeah. Um, I heard somebody say one time, you'll never be tomorrow what you're not becoming today. I said that. That was my quote. I remember when you said that. And uh, <laughs> I didn't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know. You'll never be tomorrow what you... Are not becoming today. Are not becoming today. Okay. And there's two ways that I've always thought of that. There's a lot of ways to apply that. But to me, it's two things. It goes retrospectively and it goes forward, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, you know, when I sit with people or myself and I go, God, why am I not on Saturday Night Live? That's yeah. actually a great example. And people go, you should be on there. They'll come to the show and go, man, you know, you're funny. You should have done that. 
or they see my characters on Instagram, whatever, and they go, "Man, Saturday Night Live," and I'm, mm. and I kind of, whenever I go to the dark place, mm-hmm. this room, right. um, <laughs> it's very room, it's very room, and I go, "Why didn't I do that?" I go, "Now hold on, I am becoming so." It's a retroactive test. I'm probably where I am because of decisions I made or didn't make. And I never made decisions to go toward SNL. So if nothing else, the writing is in the stars of like, yeah, I just didn't want to do it. Because yeah. if I wanted to do it, I probably would have tried to do it. There would at and least I just be never three times. There would have been yeah. three times. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think – and then moving forward, the way to apply it is to go, well, if I want to be on SNL, then I need to start making decisions that look like I want to be on SNL. Yeah, yeah. And I don't do that. Right. I love that statement and moments like that because it, it's such a plug and play on like you know like like real talk I'd love to write a Grammy winning song right well then I need to be writing songs that are and it's like oh I'm actually kind of doing that so that's good okay good like yes. that checks yeah, 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 and then yeah. you know again I want to be an SNL it's like no you don't like yeah. you think you do but you aren't making decisions to do it so yeah. you probably don't yeah so let's talk about Buford the Guardian Angel mm. <laughs> is that not the can, most bizarre can he be a regular <laughs> I because he <laughs> I bet I watched that 50 times back. That was so freaking funny. Where did he come from? Where did he come from? Where did he go? Uh, God, those things, it's like anything. I mean, do you see the filter first and then you know the character, or do you have which in your isn't mind? isn't that true mm, for all of life? Right. Can we end on that? Thank you, guys. Thank you. This Thanks has been Dave Barnes. Nine for, minutes later. <laughs> this feels fun. Shortest podcast, um, literally, we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, I search filters. I do it today. I kind of have this little thing in my brain now. Are they filters on Instagram or are they filters Snapchat. on Snapchat? Yeah. So yeah. you go over. To, so you have a secret Snapchat that you don't use, except no, to steal. I use it. Oh, do you? Thanks oh, I don't lot. do Snapchat. Jeez. I don't have Snapchat. Have I ever been more irrelevant? Oh, you do have a Snap. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm on there all the time. I don't. I'm not I know on who there. All the stars. I'm are. not on there. That's why. So you're equal running Insta Story and Snapchat. Uh-huh. Dave. The only time I dip into the snap pool, <laughs> I just called it that. It, I like it. Is when I need The world that know so you I'll, also I'll, winked, I'll, which is horrifying. Yeah, no, you can hear it. <laughs> These are great field mics. But um, I will literally just open Snapchat, look at the filters, and then I'll post. It's so convoluted. And somebody's listening to this going, he is a Neanderthal because you can do this so much easier. <laughs> but my process is I'll record them. Save them to Snapchat, make a video of it, download the video, then I either erase the story. Because, you know, if it's good filters, I want to use them in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. So it's always so tricky because they make you post them. Right. So I'm always like, well, they don't make you post them, but they make you post the story. And I like having them already. Yes. Laid out instead of having to go into Thank iMovie. You. That, or no, no, no. That is not Neanderthal. That is great thinking. I do stuff like that all the time yeah. where you. I'm sure there's you some app. Mess with the system yeah. so that you can get what you want. I some 14 right. year old is like, oh my God, you don't know about Boom Boom. And it's you open the Boom Boom <laughs> app and it sends it over to. And, it does and the you audio. schedule it. Yeah, and I'm it's like, fine. Oh God, I mean, I what know. would you give to schedule Instagram? That is the Ugh. one. That's the one holdout for me. That I wish Can't someone you? no. There's there's one program that will alert. You can put it in there and you can write it, and you can have the picture ready and it will alert you gotcha. and say you wanted to post at mm. 12 p.m. on mm. Thursday and you can post it. Yeah, it would be, but not one where you're like like because Twitter I can sit down and buzz through yeah. if I had yeah. if I wanted yeah. to do something I could schedule them and they'll just yeah. post on their own. By the way, doesn't Twitter sort of feel like the graveyard these days? I feel like everybody's moved to Instagram. Yeah, well, it's so much yeah. more in- informational, which obviously it has to be because it's words and it, yeah. you know, it's mostly like words. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> have I been dumber? <laughs> have you ever seen more Mississippi come immediately out of a human being than that moment? Oh, it, we'd like to say hi to everybody listening from Mississippi. Everybody down there. I'm not judging you. I am one of you. Um, 
Uh, so anyway, I'll, I'll look at the filters, and then like it literally is that hysterical thing of like one of them, like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then I'll yeah. see if it does a voice thing, and then I just sort of let myself go. And then it's because like, Buford doesn't say guardian angel. Well, he thinks he, he says is. Gordon Angel, <laughs> or as someone said, garden. <laughs> Which they were like, isn't that just a uh, yard gnome? And I was like, touche, madame, touche. Um, but you were talking to a guy, which was what made it weird. Which is what made it weird, yeah. but the picture was small. I mean. Um, <laughs> you couldn't tell. No, it's really fun. Like, I get a kick out of it in a weird yeah. way, you know? Um, but yeah, those things are just. Oh, they're just brilliant. I mean, I've liked all your characters. I love your send help, please yeah, videos. Yeah, yeah. I think they're very funny. Buford, the Gordon gnome or yeah. garden angel, I just was, I mean, I was undone. Well, that, I think that I accent undone. for me, because there's so many Southern accents, but whatever that one is, yeah. I love that one. Yeah. And uh, I always think of words when I do any of those videos that are, I'm doing a Southern character because it yeah. is his, it's just his ticklish spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and I know. So when he commented on it, I was like, I've yes. won. Yeah. You know? I, like, I mean, at the end where Buford says, tell him Buford sent you. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Tell who Buford sent me. It is so to ridiculous. where? I had this thought today. I was like, best. if somebody got on my Instagram feed, they would not know that I play music. I literally, <laughs> I literally, I was like scrolling through my pictures, going, "There is no clue that I have anything to do with music as my main profession." Right. Right. <sighs> so, oh well. Oh well. It was fun while it lasted. You don't win. Buford doesn't win Grammys. Dave he Barnes did. music wins Grammys. So, no. oh, your name is music. Dave Barnes music. So they'll know. Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel. Oh better. yeah, that's okay. Good. They'll yeah, know. I'm a little less. Anxious. Okay, back up to how you feel about Twitter. You feel like it's a graveyard. I'm still really enjoying it, but no, I've I heard too. other people say that I do lately. Too. I do too. I enjoy it for information. I just I've sat at the same number of followers for f- like five years. Oh, okay. it's uncanny. Okay, which I'm I'm okay with. Like I, I don't. I'm not one of those guys. It's like I hope we bump you by five or six today. So, you're welcome. And I think other people were gaining a lot of followers, but I just think for whatever reason, my ability to exploit that medium for what it's worth, mm-hmm. one, I'm not on it a ton. Like, I pay attention to it. I don't mm-hmm. post a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and Instagram, it fits my personality a lot more, and yeah. it just seems like it's more alive. But you like, don't talk to a lot of people on Instagram, right? Uh, See, Twitter's where I feel like I get to yeah. talk, because I don't read my Instagram messages oh gotcha and so i don't talk to people on instagram yeah i mean i read when they comment in my post but i don't read when they send direct messages because i can't keep up i mean i just made the choice like i'm gonna keep up with twitter versus instagram messages in my email inbox yeah those are the places i can keep up with and so i like twitter because it feels like where i can enter i get to interact with my friends i I do i sort of pride myself on trying to answer most of those right um but, you know, I don't know. And I'm not great at Instagram. Like, I'll, I'll read them and I always think it's fun to just see what people are saying. But I'm really bad at responses. Yeah. But I'm better on Twitter because I feel like it's doable. Like Put it's, Facebook in here, too. Where is Facebook? I mean, that's like. Get out of here. It, it's a T-Rex to me. Right. I love it. And I love posting to it. And I'm, I'm very, I feel like I'm pretty good about sort of trying to, like, we always put everything on Instagram or Twitter goes over mm-hmm, there or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um. Gosh, it, it intimidates the hoo-hoo out of me to try to respond to everybody. <laughs> that was Mississippi that, <laughs> Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> um, you can run, boy. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's just, it's it's a lot. It just feels like, I think if I was 10 years younger or something, like I wouldn't be quite as overwhelmed by all of it. Or if I didn't have three kids I was about to say, you have quite a life It's just a lot. Well, it's not even that. It's like, because I, I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh my God, my life is so full. I'm quick. Because it's busy, <laughs> but it's not. I purposely don't keep it that busy. That's right. Um, but it's just that kind of, like Annie is already 
she doesn't like how much I'm staring at my phone already. And I Which know, is your wife, just so everybody gets well, there's two Annie's here. Well, let's be honest. You probably I don't, don't like, like how you stare at yeah, there it is. Right now you won't get off your Every phone. Every Annie in my life. <laughs> I'm doing this while I tweet. Um But so, you know, I just I'm like one more thing that I'm like yeah. my brain is dedicating time to, which kind of stinks because I do think it's cool and I think it's such a great way. Like anybody I know that's a social media savvy person from like management mm-hmm, world and mm-hmm, people I meet with mm-hmm. that advise us on those things, they're all like, You need to be on this man like you got people that want to talk to you and and i get that but at the same time like man i just can't do it i can't do it it's too much facebook is the one that if if i could not be on one besides i made a decision a while ago that if i was going to do story kind of things i was just going to do insta story and so i left snapchat but on facebook i just decided like i just i can't yeah i can't care I, yeah. there's too many just... yeah mine's grinder oh my god but it, i quit it so i feel like <laughs> i mean you know what grinder is right i don't okay but it sounds, do you want me to tell you no i don't want to okay know. <laughs> because part of me wants to tell you so you never make that joke again and the I, other part of I me wants it, to i said it i was like i feel like i'm gonna be accountable to this by some youth pastor <laughs> in a year he's gonna be like, hey, man, can i talk for a second i enjoy the show can i talk for a second let's just say you could your gender is on Grinder. Mine is not. Touche. So that's definitely. So maybe you meant more like Tinder. Tinder. That's what I meant. Tinder's I the Grindr. one. Maybe okay. the one Tinder. you meant. Tinder and Grinder. Right. No. Grinder and Tinder. <laughs> None of this. This works. is you. What's happening, everyone? Is he's not talking about dating apps. He's talking about our local butcher. Thank you. And Johnny we love Grindr. going over I there. I love that guy. Johnny Grinder and um, Bobby Tinder have just put Bobby together. Bobby Tinder is the best name <laughs> of a '80s R&B person I've ever heard. He opened for Bobby Brown. Uh-huh. For that Don't Be Cruel tour. Yeah, and he was good. Bobby Tinder, how y'all doing tonight? That's why he retired here and opened their butchery. Nope. Well, he's got the bakery Love Me Tender, and then oh. uh, Grinder, I barely know her, is next door with the, <laughs> with the, with the meat. Is any of this going to make the podcast? Unfortunately, <laughs> all of it. Gosh. I'm so glad you you helped me with that. I had no clue. What I know. I was like, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna go is, with this, yeah, and yeah. it's gonna be great. Yeah. But we're also gonna clean. We're gonna look at it for what it is, and then we're gonna clean it up. <laughs> you are doing your counseling, right? Oh my gosh! Right? You have been in therapy downs. You have. Um, and so one of my favorite conversations I had when our friend John McLaughlin was on the show mm. was talking about your street. Yeah. And it's a powerful what, street. It's a powerful road. The actual address is, no, I'm just kidding. It's y'all, it's the McLaughlin's, it's the Rectors, mm-hmm. it's um, Dave Drennan, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's the Bordeaux's. There's just a, in Burger Up, there's just a collection mm-hmm. of people on that street who know each other. Take mm-hmm. your jobs out of it mm-hmm. and talk about what it means to get to live on a street like that for you. Well, one, I mean, this is not, I mean, I hope John said this too, because man, would it be awkward if you were like, oh no, he doesn't oh, feel that way. Yeah. We, was... we, it is a running joke between he and his wife, Amy, and Annie, my wife and I, uh, that it just, we never get tired of the fact that we live across the street from the McLaughlin's. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I see, if, if we are all in town, I see them at least every other day. And that means oh, I most think more than that, even yeah. But but like you know, Dale sometimes go by, and you know you'll kind of do the porch wave. But I mean, it, it's they are over at our at our house, or vice versa again, at least every other day. Mm-hmm. And that's all the kids. That's like we're doing a dinner that five minutes before somebody texts and said, "Hey, we got extra food," and then you mm-hmm. just pull all the kids over there. Mm-hmm. And it just it feels so much like what I think like a little piece of heaven's going to feel like, mm-hmm. where it's like access and 
comfort and like support and like John Lapsey texted us the other day. He was like, "You guys have sun dried tomatoes," and he came over and he's like, "You know, I think of y'all as neighbors, but I also just sort of think of y'all as the pantry across the street." <laughs> and it's sort of true. It's like you know, if we ever need, to, he's like, I, "I forgot half of the grocery list," and he just came yeah. over and bought it from us. Yeah. But that kind of stuff, that sort of like y'all also do have a grocery store at your house. That's what people should. Well, know. that's you the thing. Yeah, we are store. we're yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. Backslash Dave Barnes groceries. Um, <laughs> it's it's other, not. It's your other Instagram account. There, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> but it's really sweet. So that that's really fun, and they are such a huge part of our lives. And it's just like you know, it's just so normal. And mm-hmm. I think that's what I like is it doesn't feel like an exception anymore. Yeah. And it's moved into like yeah, our lot. We just do a lot of life with them on such a terranian level like just the most normal mm. every day it doesn't feel like oh they're coming over yes all right everybody clean everything up and let's it's just there we're always over there always and the there. oldest kids are almost to the age where y'all will let them scoot without you probably yeah. back and forth yeah which i think is going to be really fun and i was saying to john i wonder it'll be an interesting science experiment in 15 years to see the nature versus nurture of the similarities in your two kids mm-hmm. families of oh, kids yeah. Right, like, are your oldest and their oldest going to end up being a lot more similar, mm-hmm. even though they're raised in two different houses because mm-hmm. they're raised by the four same adults? Yeah, it's really yeah, and and you know, I think the thing that's such a blessing of that is when you have kids that have. I mean, this means a lot to me. Like their kids and our kids don't remember life without the other set yeah, of parents. Yeah, and uh, that's such a gift. I mean, like mm-hmm. John, my kids are so comfortable with he and Amy. And, you know, especially when, like, Sam, our little year and a half old, that's really uncommon. Like, he's not he's not super comfortable with a lot of people. He doesn't myself. like humans yeah. as the most. Yeah, yeah. or me. So, um, <laughs> no, but, like, so it's it's so sweet when John can walk in and he just looks at him and he picks him up and yeah. he's fine sitting there on his hip for a minute or two. And, yeah. You know. Uh, and then it's fun having the rectors, too. Like, you know, Ben's so busy, but in the seasons he's home, especially when it's warm and we're all kind of outside. Mm-hmm. Like, we do a lot of dinners, the three of us, and not that they have uh, – Jane, I know yeah. that that's going to be a lot more of of a normal thing, sort of seeing them around. Um, but it's fun too. I think I think to me, our street in some ways sort of is what Nashville is to me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like these wonderfully talented friends of mine who are living normal life right down the street, and yeah. it's like so it's yeah. normal. And then I forget how great they are, and then I'll hear them play or something, and I think, oh my god, like I live ten houses away from Ben. I live mm-hmm. right across from John. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I love the city is it's so sneakily talented. You know, it's like you forget <laughs> by these sort of like common interactions that these people that you know are just, I mean, like you, it's like who are hugely talented. And then you see them in their con- in a different context and it's like, you know, holy cow, you know. But that's why I love Nashville. It's, yeah. it's like it's it's so normal that way. It doesn't feel like L.A. where it's like when somebody walks in the room, you're like, oh, right. someone is here. <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. Somebody can roll in, do whatever, and then they sit down at a mic and a piano or something, and you're yeah. just like, what in the world? You we know? were – I was just with our – with a group of friends and where we didn't really talk about our jobs, and our mutual friend Nicole Gallion was yep. there, and I was the only one who knew what she did. Mm. And I – and as people met her and as we all kind of talked without talking about our jobs, I wanted so bad to brag on her yeah. and be like, y'all don't know. She has – number one hits like yeah. left and right she's an yeah. incredible songwriter she yeah. writes some of the most beautiful music that we're listening to right now in country and prolific with her words and right. but she just was nicole yeah right and i feel like that's a beautiful thing that we get to do here is mm. we get to have in our real lives we just get to be nicole and annie and dave yeah, and right. john and whatever and ben but then we get to 
also do our favorite things for our jobs mm. and cheer for each other yeah, that's in that. that's a good way to put it. Ben should get some sort of side award because he's been mentioned on this podcast like four out of the last six weeks or well, something. Well, he paid me for mentions. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, so. That's it. That's it. I need to just get him on the show. Simone was on a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Talk. Ain't he the best? He's Has cooked he cooked for, for y'all? Oh, yeah. Yes. Numerous Talk times. about it. It's the best. I mean, it's, uh, I'm going to start, like, you're going to hear spit hit the mic. <laughs> I thought you were going to cry, which is welcome here, too. <laughs> but, um, oh, my gosh. Has that got to be a podcast? We're just talking about people singing in front of their fans. Spit hits the fan. Yeah. Come on, guys. See, you're just brainstorming. Somebody write this stuff Stretching down. Somebody buy that URL and then sell it today uh, for way that's more money. When the spit hit the fan. <laughs> um, no, he's incredible. I mean, he is. He's so good. Yeah. You should go back and listen to the episode because he talks about, I think this would be really interesting to hear what your thought is on this, but he said when he was living with Ben and they were out on the road, he was slinging shirts, as he says, that he thought of cooking as an island he could never get to. Wow. And he said, I knew there was a plane, but I didn't know how to buy a ticket. Mm. And then Ben just said, go get a job at Burger Up. And Simone said, um, the thing I didn't know is you can always get to the island. Mm. And the island is always attainable. Mm. You just have to figure out how. And I thought, gosh, that is such an interesting way to talk about your dreams mm. and talk about what you want to do that maybe nobody knows you want to do. Mm. It's just this island that feels far away. But the truth is you can always get to it. Yeah. Right? Have you seen that play? I feel like that's really true in my life. Yeah. You know, my my story is so bizarre because, like, this is, it, it's sometimes a- And includes witchcraft, which we just well, have to tell people. Honest. The dark arts. I don't know. I, my, mine is so bizarre because I sort of backed into my dream in some ways. Mm. Like, uh, so I didn't grow up wanting to do music. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I thought I probably was going to be, like, a youth pastor. And then- um when I went to college and sort of music became this thing where I was like, oh my God. Mm. And I always loved music and I played drums and thought I was going to do that. But So does your son. Do you love yeah, watching Ben play that's drums? That's the best. And uh-huh. also I'm like, don't do this. Go do something you can make a living. <laughs> um, uh, no, but you know, I, I think for me, it's funny how I think about that because I, I kind of go like, I just feel like the Lord, I don't know. It's just like the Lord was like really gracious and benevolent in in like letting me stumble into all of these things. It was like it wasn't as much he put, he opened the door as much as he would like throw things in the path that mm. made me divert. Oh wow! Um, toward what what he had, I hope called me to do. That's and, interesting. And, Were the things in the path discouraging? Were they things some going of them, wrong? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like the, when I realized that like I wasn't going to be a drummer and that I was sort of like, well, I, I thought this is what I wanted to do, and then. Um, you know, early on when I was starting to write songs, um, there was a, a guy in particular who was a good friend of mine who was older out touring professionally and I really wanted us to be close friends and, and um he was just kinda too busy and I wanted more attention and sort of help from him and that didn't happen, but another guy stepped in the scene at the exact same time and it yeah, did happen and yeah. so God's provision through that friendship and this guy's still one of my close friends ever. Yeah. So just, you know, there there was some sort of those moments but and that's one of the things I love about what I do is if you'd have told 15-year-old Dave um, in Mississippi that I was going to be doing this for a living, it would literally – I would have gone, how – what happened – like <laughs> what series of events <laughs> is about to unfold way. in my life? I feel the same way. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you do. So for me, it just uh, – it's different for me because it never felt like an island. It just felt like I sort of woke up on it and I was mm. like, well, this is cool. Like, yeah. I didn't even know, you know. So now I – But in your current job, are there things you dream of – Oh, yeah. That you think, I'm not even sure I'm willing to say some of these things out loud yeah. because they feel so yeah. 
scary mm-hmm. or so impossible or so outside of what I've done. Do you, you don't have to say what those are. You can. Yeah. But do you feel those? Because I have some of those where I President. think. President. Oh, my God. I just said it. Oh, that's embarrassing. Even, yeah. That's oh, embarrassing wow. for you. <laughs> and we'll all now vote. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> right in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Dave um, Barnes. God, could you imagine? Can where you imagine? is he? I hear like a soft sobbing inside <laughs> of the Oval Office. And it sounds like it's under a desk. <laughs> Maybe the, uh, um, no, you know, I, I think the thing with me in the age, you know, like being 39, about to be 40, I think about that stuff so differently because now there's shrapnel from dreams. And oh, I think wow. like, I think about my kids and I'm like, I never want to cause pain to my kids because of some thing I have that I feel like I got to do. And so I have to do a lot of work of going like, is this something that I want to do? Is it, th- is it something that the Lord wants me to do? Because if those two match up, that is like, that's it, right? That, yeah. That's a great thing. Yeah. But if this is something that I just want to do because I'm either trying to like justify something in me mm. or, or answer some critic in myself or like the nine-year-old me is needs some, um, you know, justification or whatever, oh, wow. th- that's a little dangerous, that, that area. So yeah. for me, I'm a little more careful about like, what am I dreaming of and what are your passions? Because I'm like, you know, I'm dreaming for five now. Oh, like I'm not, good. I'm not just... It affects people now. And so yeah. I have to be really careful that like when and I And those start, are five characters you're talking about yeah, that you make Buford up. Buford is one of them. And, and Buford the Bired Cat, who a lot of people have brought notice to too that I need to be careful of. But who uh, was no, first. Your but, children, your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and I think some of this is is just growing up. It's like I have to be less selfish. That's mm-hmm. the gig. I mean, if if there's anything that you know Do you think that's across the board true for people? I would wonder if there are people who spent more of their twenties less selfishly and get to their 40s mm. and now have time and energy and desire to go after what they didn't go after when they were 20? Yeah. Do you think that's true or do you think maturity is getting less selfish? Man, that's a good... Uh, Thank you. I hope I win an award for it. Do I think maturity is getting less selfish? That's a great question. Somebody's on a jog right now listens to podcasts like, dude, everybody knows this answer. I don't uh, know. I don't, I don't know, know the either. answer. I, I think. I think... Yeah, in some ways, like mm-hmm. in my scenario, it is. Because um, you keep adding people, you're a part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I'll say this: I can't think of something that would make, and I could get really emotional thinking about this too long. Um, I can't think of something that would kill me more than my kids sitting with somebody, you know, 25 years from now when they're, you know, kind of like more lucid in their life and what's mm-hmm. happening and mm-hmm. maybe pains that I had. A, been a part of or something and them going well how what was your relationship with dad like you know it was great but it was tough because like he was always gone because of this or things that he had that he was trying to do hurt me Mm. and I just don't want that and so and a lot of people I think may sit with me and go well you're erring too hard uh, towards safety but I think for me I'm like I'm really happy I love right. my life and God that's has been the, so that's kind that's the center of it yeah and so for me I'm like look if these there may be some dreams that pop up and I go man this is fun but I'm always going to think about those things through my family and like mm-hmm. how I mean I, I, hopefully first the Lord but also kind of going like I know the Lord is in that too though I mean it's like some people go well, how do you know what the Lord wants I'm like well for me right now if it's going to hurt my family I don't even need to know what the Lord that's right like the Lord's that's not it. sitting that's there going the, yeah. hey you should 
you know, rock your family to the core while you're producing mm-hmm. this, pr- mm-hmm. you know, chasing this awesome thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. You don't even need to. You know, Have you like, read Poisonwood Bible? Have you read that yes. book? Yeah. So you don't need to Poisonwood Bible your family where right. you go so hard that's after right. what you think God right. has for you. That's right. That it sacrifices that's your right. actual family because there's no way that's, that's what right. God's called you And to. I think, too, that's the beauty of maturity. And maybe this is a backwards way to answer your question. But just as you get older going, what is it that I do really need? Because mm. I bet it's a lot less than I think it is. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, family um, and my marriage and my relationship with the Lord and my church and all these things, they make me really happy. And so I think a lot of that stuff where I feel like, what are the things occupationally or even just personally that I'm dreaming to do? I'm like, you know, I've still got them, but there's just a perspective now. There's mm-hmm. a there's a there's a something to put them up against that I kind of go, you know, ah, oh, eh, this is still better. <laughs> you yeah, know? like this yeah. is. So that that stuff can get tricky, and I think, um, and it's even some of that live a good life stuff like mm-hmm. is tricky to me because mm-hmm. I'm like, ah oh, man, I just think if we're sitting with the Lord and we're talking about like, I don't know that the Lord's going to be. Have you lived a good life? Right. I don't think right. he cares. Truthfully, I think right. he's going to go. Did you? <laughs> did you live the life I called you to live? Yeah. Yeah. That glorified me. Yeah. Because that may not look like a very good life to a lot of people. Right. And I think that's you know live a good story, and I get that, but I think. That man, if that story is like causing shrapnel in other people's lives, it's not a good story. Mm. And I think we have to be careful with sort of like, you know, looking at story because it gets so selfish. It gets so self-interest heavy and what you're due and you deserve your dreams and all these Mm -hmm, things. And I just, mm -hmm. it's not super biblical. Yeah. So I think for me, I have to think about that when I think about all those things. Mm -hmm. Like I have to make sure that it's not something where I'm off trying to answer some deficit in my life with some success um sure. you know what i mean yeah so boy you turning 40 it's getting yeah, no. real serious no, i'm gonna die literally in just a couple <laughs> seconds here but it's been great I've, but if i was gonna go yeah, i want to go out that's, on i want to go super heavy in a like booth that. i <laughs> hate well you can just fold it into a thing <laughs> into and put me in the ground yeah we're done this thing is that's ready that's what to go. i meant to tell you is yeah. i leave and this folds into a coffin <laughs> We get a new one every yes, week. That's amazing. It's bizarre. No one's noticed that I yeah. keep killing my guests. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that's the weird part. The last thing they ever do is my podcast because I fold them into the booth. Hey, friends, just interrupting this episode with Dave for just a second to tell you about one of my favorite meals and treats I'm enjoying right now from Daily Harvest. We've all seen a mouthwatering smoothie or acai bowl on Instagram or Pinterest and thought, man, that's the kind of thing I should be eating. But how would I ever have time to make all that? So wouldn't it be great if you could just get those perfect nutrients, those picture perfect treats without having to hit the farmer's market and chop up a million fruits and vegetables because that is not my story. Even though I did get a new knife because Simone told me to. But now you can get all of your superfoods super fast with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest sends superfood eats straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, activated breakfast bowls, or nice cream that is like vegan sundaes. Y'all know my dairy-free life. I'm loving the vegan sundaes they send. So each single serving cup comes ready to blend or to heat. The cups are stored in the freezer, so they're ready to go whenever you are. And their produce is organic and unrefined and looks as amazing as it tastes. You can actually see all the whole ingredients when you open the cup. Daily Harvest freezes all their ingredients at peak freshness, sealing in their nutritional value 
Preparing each cup is insanely easy, y'all. Just add water or I, a lot of times you use almond milk. And either way, your daily harvest cup is ready in like 30 seconds. So you can eat it right, right now. I'm loving the overnight oats, the vegan sundaes, and some of the smoothies. There's a smoothie with strawberries and like kale. It's super good. So go to daily-harvest.com and enter the promo code SOUNDSFUN. And you'll get three items free in your first box. So that's promo code SOUNDSFUN for three free Daily Harvest Cups at daily-harvest.com. That's daily-harvest.com. Now back to our buddy Dave. I think what you're saying is super interesting because there is this switch that happens at some point when we are maturing that even me without a family where you go like, yeah, I could do that. And I'm not going to do that. I could go after that. I'm not going to go after that because of what I love about my life that I would miss. But I also think there are people who have for maybe 40 years denied themselves any access to the part of their heart that dreamed of something. I agree. I agree. With that. And so and to them, I would say, then go like mm-hmm. you are not being fully you. Be fully you. I think one of the beautiful things about you, Dave, is that you are fully Dave and you're a healthy version of you. You're a healthier seven than a lot of sevens we know, including self-included. And I think because of that, you have a good meter to look at your life and go, this is what I want. Those other things are cool. This is what I want. How do I steward well what I have? Yeah. Right. And so I think that's the question maybe that we all need to answer with our dreams, quote, quote, our hopes and our families is how do I steward well what I have? Mm. And if you have an, a dream that you've always wanted to run after, and you've never run after it, are you stewarding that well? Mm. Or are you letting a dream die that wasn't supposed to die? Yeah. You know? It's tricky. You know, I was reading this morning in Matthew because I'm always reading oh, the Bible. what a and, Christian. What uh, yeah, a I was Christian. actually reading it while you were talking on my app. <laughs> yeah, and, you're um, like, I've heard nothing. You yeah. said I'm still reading. And I have invisible ink on my arm that I just <laughs> shoot it. I'm always reading scripture. No, but... I was reminded because I'm trying to make some decisions in my life with business stuff right now. And I was just kind of like, you know, Lord, what do you want me to do? And what should this look like? And I was reading the Sermon on the Mount. And my favorite passage in Scripture is the, is the don't be, you know, be anxious about nothing. Look at the birds of the air. That whole uh-huh. script, that uh-huh. whole part of the Sermon on the Mount to me is so profound. But one of the things I love about it is to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And it just it hit me so different today because I was like, you know, what if every decision is the prayer toward his kingdom, which any pastor would be like, yeah, that's what mm-hmm, he means. Mm-hmm. But I think to apply it and go, you know, as I think about these decisions and I think about dreams and I think about aspirations, whatever, that's still the same prayer, you know? And so I was really convicted this morning about that. Just like, you know, Lord, like, how can I seek your kingdom even in these decisions? How do you seek, how do I seek your kingdom in these dreams I have? Yeah. How do I, you know, occupationally, how do I? seek your kingdom and any success I'm trying to have. Mm -hmm. Because I just get this feeling where I'm going to look back and go, man, a lot of things I thought meant a lot don't mean what I thought they did. Yeah. And it's all going to (laughs) burn. And so it's like, you know, to some degree. Holding in the booth onto the guests. Yeah. So anyway, Dave was good. Let's send him down the river. But you know what I mean? Like, I just just have this feeling that we're going to look back and see a lot of stuff that we put a lot of... Um, focus on that was going to give us all significance, all this significance doesn't. Gosh, I don't feel like I have to die to do that. I feel yeah. like I look at my 20s and do that. Yeah. And go like, wow, you cared about that and These you did things, not have yeah. to care about that. Yeah. 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 But that's, so. I mean, isn't that part of the human experience? Yeah, for sure. Right? Of for going sure. like, man, I, I am so glad that that is not what drives my bus anymore. Mm. 
that the whole time that the Lord's driving my bus, but these other parts of me, almost like an inside out, right? <laughs> yeah, these, right, right. Like, I'm really glad that portion of Annie doesn't drive the bus anymore. Right, right. I'm glad that she's in the back. She, I don't get to kick her off because right. she still lives in me, but right. she's in the back. 20s Annie's in the right, back. Right, right. 30s Annie has been doing, and 40s Annie will go, man, 30s Annie. Yeah. She sure cared about yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right? But you're still making music. You haven't quit on that. You're I still writing it. all the time. Yeah. Do you have songs? I know you probably can't tell us. Do you have songs right now on hold or being recorded yeah, by yeah, country artists yeah. or mainstream artists? Yeah. Is it exciting stuff? Super exciting. Oh. Yeah. Let's what? just say it rhymes with Licky Parton. That sounded too much like Dolly Parton. I was trying <laughs> to go with Ricky like, Martin. And it oh, sounded like a great I, cover band. I went of with maybe Dolly, Dolly Parton, Parton and I was Ricky like, Martin. Wow, Dolly no. Parton. That's cool. No. Um, <laughs> Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin, who's now uh, in the country scene. No, it's it's good. It's, you know, I mean, that stuff, they record it and then they. Oh, you have to hold it so loose. Yeah, and then last minute, they're like, hey, he wrote a song when he was in Bermuda on ukulele and they're recording <laughs> it. And you're like, oh, great. So you're just going to make it. Yeah, oh, like okay. the day before, they're like, your song is the first single off the brand yeah. new album of this artist yeah. that is just shooting up the star- yeah. charts and then they're like and then they're like oh it didn't Bermuda. even make it because he wrote a song called Turtle Girl and, <laughs> and you're like oh, that's wonderful <laughs> but you look everybody Turtle deserves Girl. everybody has a right to write Turtle Girl everybody but, can write Turtle Girl if they want to yeah. but um, okay talk about your EPs that you've released listen I need you also to explain EP and LP to me because I think John tried I don't yeah. EPs are just five songs yeah so you decided- EP is usually kind of anything. So it used to meant extended play and something else. And and I, now I don't even know that we're using it right as an industry, but I know that the way we mean it is EP is usually like eight, seven songs or less. Sure. And then a LP would be like the full length, which is like, um, you know, anything more than that usually. Sure. So when Mayer, when John put out his album, whenever that was, six months ago, seven months ago. I think call him Mayer, so like casually, like we're pals. Yeah. Me and Johnny May May. Yeah. He's funny on Instagram. Oh, he's funny, period. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. It makes me want to listen to his music all over again because I have a real different appreciation when I like the person. Yeah, he's crazy funny. Oh, he's his Insta story is just- If he hadn't been, I think if he hadn't done music, he could have been a really great, like, uh, TV shows SNL writer, you know, ah, like okay. he's really clever. And yeah, quick yeah, yeah. On it. Um, Sorry, when he released, but when Sorry. he did those those albums like that, I, I saw an interview with him, and they were like, "Why did you decide to do like EP one, EP two, and then fold those into the whole record?" And he said, "You know, I've just noticed that when I um, have new music I want to listen to, I'll pull up the record New Music Friday, whatever, and I'm like, thirteen songs. Like, I, I've got." 20 minutes to listen mm-hmm, to this in the car mm-hmm, or on my mm-hmm. run or my exercise or whatever you're doing, flight, whatever. And I, I'm not going to be able to pull this off in that time. Or you just don't want to, you right. know, you, whatever. And so he said, so I thought, you know, I bet if I'm like this, I bet more people than just me are like that. Mm-hmm. So why not give the music in these little chunks where they can digest sure, it? Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I remember talking to Chris, my manager, and Stapleton had just put out like you could listen like four of the songs from the new album. This mm-hmm. is a, you know about the same time, and my manager was like, "It was so funny because after I just left it on repeat and I'd mowed my yard, which she said takes about an hour. And so about the fourth listen through of these four songs, I knew those songs. I could sing oh, the songs. I could sing yeah. the choruses. And so I was like, he said, so he's like, it was kind of a fun little test for me because I think it'd be fun to think people would do that if you did the same thing. So mm-hmm. we decided to do, you know, four four, and then in February. I think ninth. Uh, the yeah, whole this thing comes, comes out the eighth. So yeah. literally the day after. Yeah. This podcast. Yeah. This this is the teaser. The whole thing. Well, they um, all have the same name. 
No, so the whole thing is called Who Knew It Would Be So Hard to Be Myself. So the first one was called Who Knew, the second one was called Who Knew It Would Be So Hard, and then the, the full album will be Oh, that's be so brilliant. Yeah, So because it's such a long title, but it, I love that. Like yeah. I was like, this has got to be what it's called. It's yeah. what it's about. Yeah. So I thought, what's the way we can sort of introduce it to the world without it being like, and Dave's new album, everybody lay down for a second. This is going to take, I'm going to need a cup of water and some Gatorade and possibly an IV to get through this title. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to unveil it with each, you know, so it adds mm-hmm. on itself. And then... Um, it's really smart. Yeah, and so and, and so far it's been, I think it has been um, consumed like we would hope. Like, oh, good. I just don't think it's as overwhelming to look at, you know, initially 11 songs or 12 songs yeah. and go like, you know. Plus, I think more than anything, and this is the most maybe obvious thing, is I feel like when you're looking at four songs, everything gets a fair shot. Yeah, Like, you're not going right. like, if I don't like this and halfway through, I'm going to cut it off. Because right. I got six more to get through right. in this 20-minute drive or whatever, 30-minute mm-hmm, mm-hmm. run. So now it's like, oh, it's four songs. I'm going to give everybody a, a very fair shot. Yeah. And maybe even two or three listens. And then before you know it, you actually like them all. Yeah. Because, you know, the more you listen to stuff, usually you kind of go, oh, actually, I do. Yeah, you know, that yeah. one song that was the third song in the four I didn't love, but now yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So that was it. I, you know, the trick of where I am in my career is this is my 12th record, like all, all of them considered, I think. And I'm just trying to think of things that feel considerate toward my fans. <laughs> where it's not like, hey, you've been around for a while. Here's more music. You know, right, right, Shoving right. it down their throat, but just kind of going like, hey, I know we're busy. You know, I'm, I, I know, you know, a lot of my fans are probably 10 years older and younger than I am demographic-wise. And so... You know, everybody's busy. It's like yeah. you don't have a lot of time. Like I, I think of my wife a lot when I think of sort of the demographic, and you know, she's got three kids. She's bare. I mean, she has like kind of a couple download times during the day to sort of catch right. up on Instagram or Twitter or email. And so I'm like, you know, it's not fair for me to be out there going like, "Hey, now why aren't you paying attention?" You know. And instead, kind of going, hey, I'd love to sort of help you out as much as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of why we we did them like that. Oh, I like it. You know, we're using one of the songs as our intro and outro music. So they hear you every week. (laughs) That is so cool. Thanks for doing that. Oh, gosh. Thanks for letting us. And what you know is true is that starting today for a week, anybody can go on your web store DaveBarnes.com. Mm-hmm. And if they use the code Annie, they get 20% off Dave's yep. store. 20% off, yep. Dave. Yeah. How generous of you well, I'm to a my people. Guy. Aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you for doing that. I think our people are going to yeah. love that. We are some shoppers. What well, what our other friends learn when they use discount codes is my people that's great. show up. Well, and you know throw what's up. fun is it's fun to sit and look at all of the music. So I, I always get excited when people, you know, have access to that kind of a thing and maybe don't know my music or just have yeah, one album yeah. and go, oh my gosh. There's... Okay, so that's a great question. So today someone gets on and they buy the full album because they can get 20% off. This is their first time ever buying Dave Barnes music. So it's that like one guy in Wisconsin who hasn't mm-hmm. got your stuff. What's the next album he should get? I would say Carry On St. Vicente, but Vicente? Yeah. So you, you want to play a fun game real quick? Yep. I'll do. I'll do this. Can Here's, you do all 12? Oh, what's the I'll name? do like a two-sentence synopsis on every record. So, <gasps> so Three Them Four was the first EP. It sounds like a different singer because I was 21 years old and I didn't know how to sing. I still don't know how to sing. But, but that is <laughs> – so that's the first EP. So that's just me and acoustic. That's the beginning. So if you want to hear where it all came from, that's the one. And I love okay. the songs. Yeah. Grace's Amazing Hands is on that oh. Nothing Fancy, which kind of becomes tables for me. You probably can play those in your sleep, huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 yeah, and uh, but I still love them. Uh-huh. Like I just played them at a show two nights ago, yeah, in a, in a thirty minute set. So yeah. I mean, 
you know, two two I songs out of a hundred or whatever. Yeah, made that. You know. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant in that show. I was like, well, I'm fast. I'm really fast. Um, <laughs> Three and songs they a minute. booted me off the stage because I lied. <laughs> it was a medley, a yeah, really, a me- really a long medley, really, really long. <laughs> okay, um, there you go. So then, Brother Bring the Sun is the first album. That's like super eclectic, and that's like the first album. So okay. you hear a lot of the me going for it. Like okay. I'm really, and it's just I think it's really diverse musically and and. Um, it's like songwriter Dave getting sort of putting his big boy pants okay. on. Okay. You know. Cool. Uh, we don't see you put your pants on, right? Let's hope not. Okay. Um, Thank you. Let's hope not. And uh, although I'm sure if you move the case in certain ways, maybe it looks like. Um, <laughs> it's like one of those dolphin, the three, whatever, the magic guy. That's right. That's right. Um, and then Chasing Mississippi is the second record. That's when I was falling in love with Annie. And it's just really fun. Like that record, I wrote that record because in a lot of ways, one, because I was falling in love. And two, because I remember doing a show with Wurtz at Passion that year. Yeah. We actually talked this morning on that podcast with Michael about this because he saw that show at Michael Yoder. Yeah. But, um and I remember we did it every other song. So it was like, we're to do a song, I'd do uh-huh. a song, we're to do it. And we just shared a band. And it was literally like, we're, every song was like, where it's like, hey, everything's right. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, yeah. And then it'd be like, Dave. And it'd be like, aren't we falling in love? Slow song. And I just remember he'd be like, all right, great, girl. Everybody's having fun tonight. And they'd be like, Dave. And be like, here's a little ballad. That uh, is anybody still awake? <laughs> and, and so that record was sort of I wrote that record in some ways because that um, the next one after that is Me and You in the World, and that one is like a lot of electric guitars. Me and guitars the World is the and, next one. Yeah, okay. and that was like that was my first label release. So that was like me trying to in some ways like trying to write some big songs. And no, that's not true. It's big production. It's probably yeah. the biggest produced album I've done. Yeah. Um, but I played electric on a lot of that, which was really fun. So that one's really all over the place. But but some of my favorite songs like Carry Carry Me Through is on that album. Yeah. So it's really fun, but it's super eclectic. That it's like, headlight song is on that one too, isn't it? No, but I love your energy. Um, <laughs> then <laughs> hold on, I believe you. That's Do not you know for where a few years. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then um, after that's the album called uh, What We Want We Get, which has God Give Me You mm-hmm. and Little Lies. I think that's only ten songs, and I think that's probably like my most compact album like okay. it just feels kind of like a lot of bang for figured. your buck yeah yeah okay well said um after that was stories to tell which i did with a guy named john fields out in minneapolis and so that one is i love the production that john did a great job it's kind of me trying to do like pop acoustic songs okay but i love it and I, that was when ben was being was about to be born so yeah. mind of love is on that and yeah stories to tell is one of my favorite songs i've ever written and that's on that um after that is, I did those two Christmas records in that time. Just to clear that up, that's not Ben Rector being born. Well, he probably was because yeah. he's so young. Uh, <laughs> might have been around that also time. Also your oldest son. Yeah, Ben. Sorry. <laughs> uh, 1E. But, um, and then, um, <laughs> I love that joke. Never gets old. Never. Man. Never funny, actually. Um, <laughs> and then uh, after that is, what's after that? You did two Christmas and then. Did two, yeah, and then, um, oh, and then we did um, Golden Days, which is really fun. That's just mm. fun. Like, that was really fun and had some fun songs. And then. Uh, gosh, Carry On San Vicente. Yeah. Which was basically my tribute to sort of like 70s Laurel Canyon, California Eagles, mm-hmm. that stuff, and then this record. So it, well it's kind done. of whatever you, you want. It. So so I don't know if that helps, but then it's like each of them have a different. I just need to know where that. Oh, the EP. So then the EPs is, so. are Hymns for Her, which is what that is on. That's kind of my moody acoustic. No, EP. no, no. You're not right here. On headlines? Hold on. Oh, I may be thinking the wrong song that I like so much. Then there's another EP called oh, You, The Night, and Candlelight, which has got, like, Loving You, Loving Me, uh-huh. Until You, another version of that. How many records is Until You on? Three. If you Well, three if you count an EP. 
But I that didn't. was the first single when I signed a Razor and Tie back in 2007 oh. or eight. That was our first single. So we actually just, we didn't even re-record it. We just took the same mix and had another guy mix it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking on Apple Music because I r- currently really care for some reason. What song? Uh, th- it's a song where you, it, it, you say um, they, you were standing in the headlights. It's someone's driving away, and I'm driving away. Oh, 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 oh! You mean uh, uh, pieces, pieces? Yes, yes. Um, that's what I mean. That's what exactly what I mean. When a heart breaks, uh, yeah. that's the one. That's the one. That's I on lo- me and you in the world. You're right. Oh, I did. I loved that song. Oh, I thought thanks. that was really well written. That was when I came to your show that time when I got so sweaty because I wore my turtleneck. It was <laughs> before we were friends. That. It was we before- I don't want you to. I really, really don't want that. you to. So you never gave an answer, though, of which one they should get this time. So I don't know. I would definitely start with the new one. Yeah. Because to me, it's the apex of all those things. So, That's right. Sorry it took so long to describe those. But I think, no, 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 to I'm me, this is the album that sort of landed... I feel like it's the best of all that stuff because uh-huh. I also really felt this compulsion to do an album that people that have listened for a long time deserve again, mm-hmm. which is the way we were to say it. But like, I just know so many people love those first few albums that were really fun and whimsical and musical mm-hmm. and uh, weren't quite as heavy. Because like yeah. me and you in the world, the one that has a song you like so much on it, it's great, but it's thematically like I'd been to Africa twice. I was yeah. dealing with all this stuff and the world yeah. and evil. And yeah. there's a song called 10,000 Children on that oh, record that- gosh. You know, there's just songs on that record that were really heavy, yeah. that are wonderful. There's a song called Brothers and Sisters that's about that. And and mm-hmm. so to me, it was kind of like, how do you reconcile this stuff? And then, you know, so the, each of the record has a feel. I think yeah. the new record is really vulnerable. It's really truthful, but it's also really fun. It's really yeah, whimsical, but I it's heavy. It. So to me, I feel like it's kind of the best of everything I've done so far is fitting all of the moods on one thing. Okay. A so mood, I would definitely start there. A mood board of sorts. A mood board. A mood oh, my board. gosh. It's like a charcuterie board, but different. You almost didn't pull that off. <laughs> I'm still not sure I did. I can't be sure you I did. You could have thrown did a I? lot of letters in there and taken a left That's turn. right. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, here's the thing we got to cover before you leave. Oh, you know what? The tour. Go. Have I told you about this? No, I don't know anything. So we're doing, the show is going to be music, stand-up music. What? Yeah. Did I not tell you about that? I it's coming to my mind now okay. that you say it. Yes. Yeah. So we're doing we're gonna do I'm so excited about it. Um we're doing like probably 25, 30 minutes of uh-huh. music. Twenty maybe, twenty five minutes stand up and then like another fifteen, twenty. I mean, music. you're really gonna have to have self control in those music wings. I know. That's what I thought too. That's I'm like insane. I, you got, bro, you gotta yeah, you gotta, you're going to have to center up. Well, but you know what, though? Honestly, there's not much crossover story-wise. Yes, I don't want to, like, you know, I don't want to be four songs in. Nobody's like, and he's still going to be talking more. But, yeah. <laughs> but thankfully, he's so, saying one song at the yeah. beginning and one at the end. <laughs> so thankfully, my, my, my manager came to me probably, like, Chris sat with me. Chris and Amy both, and they were like, hey, listen, what if you did this sort of amalgam of yes. both of them? Like, And at first I was like, I think a year ago I'd have been like, this is bad. Yeah. Or five years ago, three years ago when I was kind of doing this uh-huh, stance, uh-huh. Stance stuff. But now I just feel like, no, it's time. Yeah. Like it's time. For so sure. we're, you know, that's the thought at least. And we may, I mean, it's definitely going to have stand up. In fact, yeah. we were laughing about what to call the tour. And I think what we landed on was the tour where I sing songs and do stand up. <laughs> <laughs> because, listen, I got, I got in so much trouble in Denver. I did a stand-up show out there, and they didn't promote it right. And everybody oh. came thinking it was going to be music, and Ooh, I got some scathing 
tweets. Wow. And I understand. And thankfully, nine out of the ten people, and I, that's not fair. Like, they weren't all mean. A couple people were just kind of like, hey, man, like felt like a little bit of a bait and switch. And, oh, wow. And, they, you know, most of them were kind. A couple people weren't, um, my dad especially. But it was like, <laughs> it was weird because... We were going, I mean, and, and, and I got out on stage, and as I was doing the show, I was like, this feels, something's not right. It was a yeah. sold out, it was great. And I was like, why does it feel like I'm not in on something? Uh-huh. So we did the show, did the show, done. I walked back in the dressing room, and people are staying, and they're yelling for songs. And I'm like, that's not good. So I go check my Twitter hour or two afterwards, and they were like, hey, man, like, what the heck? You know, we drove all the way from fill in the blank. Blah, blah, blah and, to hear Yeah, Guatemala oh, to hear stuff. Gosh. And it's like... So thankfully, everybody was great, and I was able to, you know, email everybody back or yeah. tweet everybody back and say, like, hey, this is what happened. If you look at the website, if you saw any of the promotion, you yeah. know, from RM, this yeah. is what it was going to be. The venue, sadly, and they admitted that. They kind of messed it up um, a little bit, not making it super clear. And calling it the jokes concert, while funny, I think wasn't super clear either. And so all but one person were like, thank you so much for reaching out. Yeah. We still had a blast. It was still funny. We'll be at the next show. Thanks for caring. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one guy got his money back, which is fine. But, which uh, was, again, was your dad. It was, yeah, and he's still mad. So, um, <laughs> he's still mad. Yeah, if you're listening to this. <laughs> he um, does. He's an avid, huge, that sounds huge fun fan. listener. We are the world. <laughs> now, um, so we're doing that. So I'm excited about that. I do yeah. think that's something that we're trying to get the word out with because I think it's anybody that has been to my show uh, and never been frustrated because they wanted either more talking or like tell more stories or you know like really unleash the funny. This is kind of maybe I should have. Been oh my the name gosh! Unleash, unleash the, the funny. funny songs um, and jokes. Songs a, and jokes. A night of songs. Unleash the funny. A night of jokes. Yeah. and Songs. With so we're finally doing it. So we're. So where this. can they find out the tour schedule? Dave it'll Barnes. be on the site. Yeah, and we're going to be posting those soon. Um, but okay, I'm good. really excited. I just think it'll finally. It'll be, this is what I can bring to the table. Totally. Here is totally. a night of just kind of, which is a lot of me, but hopefully yeah. it won't be too much that people are like. <laughs> no, that's, and you're right. That's what they want. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So we're excited about that. Okay. I have two goals of my podcast. The people would love the Enneagram, which is actually working really well, even though I got a, a rather unhappy email that someone feels like the Enneagram is not good for Christians. Oh. Yeah. They said that it makes you think about yourself too much. Well, I mean, that's hard to argue. <laughs> I agree. I know. I thought the same thing. I thought, yeah, I can hear. I can hear your your. But, but you know, the the the, the, the way to deal with that is if it helps you know yourself enough to then know how to think about the Lord or why you yeah. think about the Lord yeah. or how to better yeah. think about the Lord. That yeah. is helpful. Yeah, and all I could say back is all I can tell you is it has made me way more palatable to my friends. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so like, that's got to be Christian. I was like, this has to be good for people and for God because yeah. I am easier to be yeah. around now that I understand yeah. me. I'm not getting on planes anymore. Yeah. I'm flying away from my friends to talk about Enneagram, but also to talk about soccer. Ugh. That's what I want people to love soccer. So listen, you and I haven't talked about this in real life. Theo Walcott just got traded away from Arsenal, I and I was really a Theo fan. So are you? Yeah. We're, the reason I'm an Arsenal fan is because of you. Yep. And we have gone nothing but down the toilet since I joined. <laughs> down the ye old pooper. <laughs> I am Ugh. sorry. I think that's me because Falcons, Bulldogs, Titans, Arsenal, everyone I care about loses. Now, this is going to be bold. Is there something we can compile in all those teams? You follow all of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's the Are similarity. You the Black Angel of that's death. what I'm wondering. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've been asking myself that, well, for years, but particularly when it comes to sports for 12, yeah. 12 to 18 months. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the thing that's really exciting right now, and man, when this podcast comes out, we could rue the day that I said this, but the thing that's happening right now with Arsenal that's super exciting is that there's a couple of transfers that potentially may be happening. You know, Alexis Sanchez wants to leave. Praises. But as of today, you, you know, later. which is January, mid-January, you know, we may be pulling in some big, big signings mm-hmm. with Theo leaving and all these mm-hmm. people. So I have hope that those guys, because we are getting, it's just empirical data, really good players. Yes. So will we ruin them? Like, I'm scared we ruin a lot of good players that come mm-hmm. to us, maybe. But mm-hmm. um, I do think that... I think that our coach, Arsene Wenger, though he is old and he's got a year and a half left on his contract, I do think he also realizes, like, we're not doing well. Yeah, we need help. Yeah. And the club brought in these two guys. I don't even know if he knows. The club brought in a guy that's kind of head of transfers now Mm-mm. who is awesome. He was at Borussia Dortmund, which is a German club. So he's bringing in potentially two guys he used to work with at Borussia Dortmund who are superstar players. And a guy that used to work at Barcelona is now, like, our manager of football, I think, is his uh-huh. title. So these guys are really good. And so I think them coming to our club in the last six months, yeah. suddenly we've gotten a lot better transfers, hopefully. Yeah. So there is... An interesting thing you know, about loving the Premier League for multiple seasons now, I guess this is like my fourth season of really caring, is I know so many players on other teams because I'm like, well, now every time I watch Everton, I'll think of Theo. I know. And every time I, I watch Liverpool, I, I think of my boy Ox. You know the heartbreaker, the boy, just the fact that I just, I keep grieving that we're not going to be in the World Cup. I that know. is like, because, you know, I forget we how being much. the U.S., just yeah, for people's no, minds. Me. We've been. I've been trying out for years. <laughs> Have we not talked about this? And it's just frustrating. The you know, dream is an you, island. The dream is an up, island. You show, so there is my, can we, so there it is. That's my <laughs> island. And you show up and sure you get taken to security. Uh, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And who are you? And, right. you know, a lot of you don't recognize me. I'm a. And a lot of put your shirt back on kind of stuff. Singer, too. songwriter, yeah. superstar, yeah. lower mid level. And <laughs> sure, I'm not fast <laughs> or good at soccer, but what I don't have in that, I make up for in an inability to really make a World Cup team. Right. And the so inability to read, it, read a room. <laughs> read a situation. And, the inability and to this read. is one of those moments they would say. <laughs> and then I would laugh and they wouldn't. And then it really propels their point. Oh um, my gosh. Okay, so the U.S. being in the World Cup, it's a heartbreaker. It stinks. Not being in the World Cup. It yeah. stinks. It's like, because I think even though, like, I love the U.S. I love the U.S. team. Mm-hmm. I think we're going through a lot of changes. The new coach and the new director or whatever they call that, the president of the, I don't know what the guy's title is, but that'll affect a lot of things. And I think just soccer as a international presence, moving more into the U.S. and taking, making more money and all these things with Nashville getting the MLS team, all that stuff. It's more of a presence. And I do think it's it's trending all the right ways. I just think. I underestimated how much I love having us in the World Cup because yes. even though like I root for other teams, honestly, because of Arsenal players, right? I still love we're in it. I want us to win. I want yeah. us to win the World Cup. But and it does spike the popularity. Oh, it in does. The US it does. And I think that that's that's going to you know those things Sucks. have a lot of ramifications. I'm sure all of the you know ESPN or ABC whoever's going to air it, it's going to really mad that we didn't make it because yeah. they're going well. There went probably. 20 million, 30 million watchers. For sure. Watchers. Um, that's that's your other job. Yeah. That's why you also work in, in broadcasting because you speak the lingo. I was out there and we was trying to get all the watchers on the show. We love as many viewership of the watchers. Um, 
So yes, yeah. that has to be bothersome. I, I, my goal is we may involve you in this. My goal is while the World Cup's going to get all my friends that are listening, we're going to go for a team. I yeah. think we're going to go for Iceland. Okay. But we're going to we're going to go in. We're going to know the players. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about getting our buddy Aaron Tuning on. Yep. Because he's a mm-hmm. he can mm-hmm. talk talk mm-hmm. soccer too. Soc- but soccer. you, me, Aaron, we just get some soccer people on yep. here, and we really explain. We do a whole like. Why we love Tutorial. Iceland. Yeah, yeah. A quick one. Everybody yeah. buys in. Yeah. We make some special shirts. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like th- I can't miss a World Cup. And not have somebody to root for. Yes. I always sort of root for England, too, because of the I EPL. Because yeah. I just know who they are. Yeah. I know the yeah, way they Yeah, you know play. almost all of them. Yeah, so it's like. Which I saw someone in our fa- in our Arsenal Facebook group say that Theo moving was maybe a play to get on the World Cup team, so oh, he yeah. gets more time. I mean, that's time. that's Who half knew? of the moves. Half of the moves anybody is doing right now from team to team is World Cup based, so that they get more playing time. Mm-hmm. They'd rather go down mm-hmm. in elitism and have more playing time, so the World Cup. Yeah, because you know a lot of the World <gasps> Cup team, those guys aren't necessarily in England at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, probably seventy percent of the guys are on the top four to six teams. But, I mean, you'll have a lot of – well, not a lot, again, sorry, the minority, but still a decent chunk of people mm-hmm. on the England squad, for example, will not play for Liverpool or Arsenal yeah. or Man U or Man City or Chelsea. They'll play wow. for maybe like a Southampton yeah. or – Bournemouth, or, yeah, the team Bournemouth of my heart. Yeah. So, so I think um, they – you know, Theo, I'm sure, is going, look, Everton's a good team. They're not great, but I'll play – and as long as I'm playing and I'm doing well right now, that mm-hmm. gets me on the on the team. Because, you know, he hadn't made it. He hadn't been on the team in, a, I think, a few years. On the World Cup. English team, yeah. Yeah, England team. And now he gets to play with Wayne Rooney. So Yeah. We're going to love the World Cup. I'm going to try. Ugh. It is. I mean, I'm going to love it. But but what I had going for me for my friends who listen to the podcast was the U.S. and the World Cup. It's Ugh. such a I bummer. Just, I should just get Theo Walcott on the podcast. Yeah. That's the dream. You mean I can make a call. Who's thank you, I wish you would. I guess no one will come here next summer and play like Man City and Tottenham did this year because of the World Cup. I don't know if they will with the World Cup because it's such a big event, but I mean they'll still like the they'll thing do that some stinks, friendlies over here. Yeah, yeah. The thing that stinks about not during the World Cup, but like before season, uh-huh, yes, uh-huh, there will be uh-huh. exhibitions and stuff. But the thing that stinks about the seasons after World Cup is that the the star players, especially if they did well in the World Cup, they don't come back for like a couple months because oh. all the coaches are kind of like, hey, you just got through. Right, you just played literally Yeah, we'll all see you in like late September, oh. October. And so it kind of stinks because especially if you have a, like a World Cup heavy player team, uh-huh. you aren't really seeing your studs come back. Right, for... and, we, and Arsenal kind of does between France and, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to try to get people on board. We may need you back to really I can, I'll do a great in. pitch, yeah. I wish you would. Yeah. Um, Dave, last question that yeah. we always ask. Yeah. It's called That Sounds Fun. Yeah. What sounds fun to you right now? What's fun? Uh, what you got so fun? quiet, people probably thought you left. Yeah. Like what, what, <laughs> apparently what sounded fun was going home. Exiting. So, um, he walked out the door. Exiting. <laughs> what sounds fun to me right now? You know what sounds fun to me? Being somewhere warm uh, on a beach. Listen, is this winter going to end or is this the one that this doesn't end? This may be it. Actually. This may be the one that never Maybe ends. Maybe the end of time. Ugh, I, I'm that with you. That sounds right. Just beach. like- Warmth. 30A somewhere, Rosemary, like seaside, just yes. kicking it on an 80-degree beach, 75-degree yes. beach with your homies, your family, whatever. Just right now sounds yep. wonderful. I agree. And like no work, but not in like a when I get back, there will be piled up work. Mm. Just like in a, 
Hey, yeah. hey, uh, world. To everybody yeah. take a break. Everybody was, take a week. I was in Santa Barbara three days ago, and I, I did a I did a run. Mm-hmm. What am I? Yeah, As an alien invaded this body, <laughs> and I'm trying to fool you that I'm not an alien. I did a run. I jogged. I always hate jogging. I feel like it's 1972. I ran. I yeah. took a... You ran. You went on a run? Went on a run. Yeah. Now now we all feel drunk. It's fine. (laughs) I went on a run down by the beach. And and it was glorious. Yeah. I mean, it was set. Were you out there near the mudslides? 65, yeah. yeah. Did you see it all? No, no. But that was terrible. Unreal. Talking to some people about that. But did a few shows out there. But it was. I literally was glowing, one, because of the sunshine. But I was just like, uh, to get out of 11 degree weather and, and run. On the like right beside the beach, uh huh. Oh, it was just like, has it? I don't know that I've ever enjoyed that as much as I did in that moment because I was just like, this is the opposite of what yeah, my life this is, is. when I go home, <laughs> it's gonna be cold and snowy. Uh, oh, gross brutal. Johnson, gross Johnson. I dated him once, I told you I not to bring him say, up. I'm so sorry, I gross hate. if you're out there. <laughs> I hope you've shaved and I miss you, <laughs> and we miss eating dinner with we you. Miss but. you. <laughs> So much. Oh, Lord. Well, thanks for being on the podcast yeah, thank you again. And thanks for letting us use your music. That's so yes, generous of thank you. you for and it. everyone's going to go out and get 20% off. Yay! Yay! Oh, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dave Barnes. As we said in the episode, if you go to DaveBarnes.com, you can see his tour information, but also his store there is offering you 20% off between now and next Wednesday from February 8th to February 15th. You can get 20% off just by using the code Annie when you check out. So just my name, A-N-N-I-E, when you check out and you will be able to get 20% off of everything. So make sure you grab that new album and then grab one more. I can't tell you how much I love Carry On St. Vicente. So that would be my choice, but I'm not the boss of you. Do whatever you want. Just a quick reminder that on Wednesday, Lent begins. And if you haven't listened to the episode with the girls from She Reached Truth and Russ Ramsey from She Reached Truth and He Reached Truth, I would really recommend going back and doing that so you can read along with us for this Lent season as we get ready to start next Wednesday, Valentine's Day. Also, the first day of Lent, Ash Wednesday. And I'm excited to tell you that next week on the show is our friend, John Christ. Y'all have been requesting that we have him on. He's a hilarious comedian, but I will tell you, this is something I've never said before. I, I genuinely think this is a don't miss episode coming next week. It is just incredible. He gets serious and deep and talks about the light things and the dark things. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. So make sure you subscribe to the That Sounds Fun podcast so you do not miss it. It is coming next week. Hey, make sure you say hey to Dave. Apparently not on Twitter, apparently on Instagram. But make sure you say hey to Dave and thank him for being on the show. And if you get a chance and can rate and review the show in iTunes, it makes such a difference. I'm so grateful to those of you guys who've already done that. So if you get a chance to do that, I would really, really appreciate it. And if you need to find me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. I am Annie F. Downs across every bit of the internet. Anywhere you want to find me, that's where you can find me. Except Snapchat. I don't do it anymore. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those places. I'm Annie F. Downs. I hope you have a great week. I hope your February is a little bit warmer than ours is here in Nashville. I, like Dave and like Jamie last week, I am just dreaming of the beach. So I am ready for it to warm up. But I hope you guys have a great day. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you. And we'll see you next week. 